from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, long-serving Ipswich councillor Paul Tully in hot water for a Facebook post. You'll hear exactly what the post was and his response to the council meeting this week. And finally, well almost, a decision on whether council will sell Swifts the property they currently rent. It's Friday, August 28, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Tense, uncomfortable. Two words that could describe the atmosphere in the council chambers shortly after the meeting opened on the morning of Thursday the 27th of August 2020. Councillors discussed allegations of inappropriate conduct by Councillor Paul Tully following a referral from the Office of Independent Assessor for suspected inappropriate conduct. The anonymous complaint was made to the Office of Independent Assessor, which then referred it back to Council to investigate the alleged misconduct. A report by an investigator appointed by Council has been presented to Council to make a determination. From the meeting this week, Mayor Theresa Harding. I note that all councillors have been provided with the confidential investigation report and the accompanying annexes, including an interview transcript and a letter from the subject councillor's lawyer in advance of this meeting for your consideration. This report pertains to a referral from the Office of the Independent Assessor related to the suspected inappropriate conduct of Councillor Tully. This is the first of any such matters to be determined by this council under the updated Local Government Act of 2009. For the benefit of everyone, I would like to take a moment to briefly describe the processes in relation to this matter. Firstly, I would like to note that legislation identifies the following categories of councillor conduct complaints. Level 1, unsuitable meeting conduct. Level 2, inappropriate conduct, which includes when a councillor contravenes a behavioural standard or policy in the Code of Conduct for councillors in Queensland. Level 3, misconduct. Level 4, corrupt conduct. As mentioned, this matter relates to allegations of inappropriate conduct, which is a level two category. The Office of the Independent Assessor wrote to the CEO of Ipswich City Council on the 19th of May with allegations that Councillor Tully breached the Local Government Act of 2009 as a result of his post on his Paul Tully Facebook page on the 17th of April 2020, which is suspected of breaching the behavioural standards of the Code of Conduct for Councillors in Queensland, namely Behavioural Standard 2, treat people in a reasonable, just, respectful and non-discriminatory way, and value three, in representing and meaningfully engaging with the community. Councillor will always show respect to all persons. The Independent Assessor wrote to Councillor Tully on the 20th of April 2020, advising that she reasonably suspected the complaint involved inappropriate conduct and considered that the complaint should be referred to the Council to be dealt with, pursuant to the Local Government Act. She also provided Councillor Tully with an opportunity to respond to the complaint and to address why she should not refer the complaint to Council to deal with. Councillor Tully did not provide a response to that correspondence. The independent assessor said that having considered all the relevant that having considered all the information involved, she reasonably suspected that the complaint, if proven, 
involves inappropriate conduct and refer the conduct to council to be dealt with. It is alleged on the 17th of April 2020, Paul Tully did post on the Paul Tully Facebook page a meme titled Funny Friday, which contained the wording. Quote, I asked my trainer which machine at the gym I should use to impress beautiful women. He pointed outside and said, the ATM machine, unquote. There are two particulars to this, this allegation. The first one, particular A, the post on the, on the Paul Tully Facebook page, one, showed a lack of respect for women and two, reinforced negative gen gender stereotypes. Particular B to the allegation, the conduct of posting the meme was not consistent with meaningful engagement with the community. As per the Council's investigation policy, as Mayor, I was required to manage the investigation of the alleged inappropriate conduct. An independent investigation was subsequently undertaken by Wise Workplace Investigation Services, and the report concluded that the allegation and particulars A and B are substantiated, and that the social media post could amount to a breach of the Code of Conduct for councils by Councillor Tully. In accordance with the Council's investigations policy, Section 8, Councillor Tully is entitled to natural justice or procedural fairness. I would therefore like to invite Councillor Tully to address the Council. Thank you. Um, it was never my intention to cause any offence in this matter. Um, I'm sincerely sorry for what has occurred. I've already apologised on the day of publication um, um, uh, online, um, on, on the Facebook. Uh, the fa Facebook is not identified as a uh, Council uh, Facebook page. Um, the post was scheduled by uh, an assistant in uh, about January of this year, but was automatically um, posted in a, sorry, it was scheduled post, which went online at about 5am on the relevant day and was taken down within about uh, one hour. Um, I'll just make the comment in response to the words that you use in relation to the independent investigation, the lawyer's letter, which has been received, uh, I understand, by all councillors. Um, comes to an entirely uh, different uh, conclusion. Um, and I'd ask for due consideration by you of the matter. Councillor Paul Tully left the chamber while the matter was discussed and voted on. Mayor Harding briefed the councillors further and moved each of the three recommendations separately. Uh, councillors must make their own objective assessment based on the information and evidence available and the standard that is set in the Code of Conduct for Queensland councillors. You are not tasked today with responding to as to whether the meme offends you personally. You are tasked with assessing if the meme breaches the standard set and the code of conduct for Queensland councillors. In order for the full merits of this matter to be discussed, I would like to propose that each part of the recommendation in the report is dealt with separately and that the initial motion is moved per the report to allow for full discussion and debate on the floor. May I have a mover for part A, which is that council determine whether or not the councillor has engaged in, a, in, in inappropriate conduct. There wasn't much discussion initially when the floor was opened for councillors to comment. There being no discussion, I guess I'll say that I understand there's probably a feeling of discomfort in having to, to judge and potentially met out a penalty to one's colleague. But this is the responsibility we have, be, we have as elected representatives and as leaders of this city, to hold each other to account. I know in my short time in working with the people around this table that you all value integrity, honesty and doing the right thing on behalf of the residents of Ipswich. Today we are tasked with making a decision about one of our colleagues' conduct in accordance with the Local Government Act. While it is uncomfortable, it is our duty. 
the Mayor moved a variation to the motion in the report. Based on the notification of reasonable suspicion from the Office of the Independent Assessor and based on the findings of independent investigation report and based on my objective assessment of the facts, I accept the findings of the investigation report and recommend that the motion be amended to determine that Council Tully did engage in inappropriate conduct as set by the Code of Conduct for Council, Queensland councillors. This was accepted unanimously by all councillors present. Councillors went on to vote on parts B and C in the report, which included the requirement of Council to decide the penalty. Councillor Sheila Island spoke in support of Councillor Tully. Um, Mayor, I'd just say that, um, that it was on, his, I believe it's on his own private Facebook page, and he has said here that it was taken down within an hour, so um, <clears throat> while it uh, may not have been acceptable to some members of the public, um, I don't think that a large population has probably seen it. The investigation report made this observation about Paul Tully's Facebook page, which was read to the meeting by Mayor Harding. Um, we find that the Paul Tully Facebook page is more likely than not to be perceived, this is the investigation report, to be perceived by his followers to be inherently linked to his role as councillor. Followers could expect to see some personal matters shared, such as family special events, without forming a conclusion that it is a personal page. Such intermittent posts are not sufficient to say that this page is personal. The separation between Councillor Tully and him as an individual is not explicit to the extent needed to find that the Paul Tully Facebook page is not personal. His name in the local community is synonymous with his role and therefore they cannot be separated. Now that is the, the finding of the investigation report. I'm not saying that we have to follow that, but that was a finding in the investigation report. Councillor Andrew Fechner put to the meeting that Councillor Tully be reprimanded with a letter. Mayor, just reading through um, the policy and um, seeing as the council has unanimously decided that um, this, uh, this was inappropriate conduct, I think the feeling in the room is that, um, that the, the punishment should be fair and, uh, and I'm proposing that, um, that we move, uh, or, or one of the suggestions that I'm making this morning is that, um, that Paul Tully, as per, um, as per the um, policy, is reprimanded. So action three? Action three, yes. The reprimand being a, a letter that would be sent to him? Yes. I'll have to open this up. Yes, Councillor Kunzelman. Uh, I agree with that. I think that the um, matter is proven, mm -hmm. but the penalty should be quite reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, these matters of personal outrage are, are occupying us a lot in a lot of ways, especially in the relationship between men and women. Mm -hmm. But I think this one is a low-level mm -hmm. problem, and I would agree with that. Recommendation of Councillor Fechner. Okay, thank you. In that case, Councillor Fechner, would you like to propose a, a variation? Do yep, I would like to propose a variation. Councillor Kunzman was the was the um, mover for the penalty to be in order reprimanding the councillor for conduct. And council, so I'll just check with Councillor Kunzman first that if she's happy with yes, that variation. That would be my wish. Yes. And uh, Councillor Doyle, are you okay with that? Yes, I am. Yep. I'll then call a vote. Those in favour, please raise your hand. I see that's unanimous. The total cost to Council for this investigation, $2,567.40.
In what was a marathon council meeting, the other major ongoing issue on the agenda for councillors was whether or not to sell building and land in Cameron Park to Swift's Leagues Club. There has been indecision for a considerable period of time and it has been before council several times, including periods under administration. Council CEO David Farmer. Yes, there was a decision that was made by the council to dispose or potentially dispose of of the, the land in a in a particular way um, after consultation conducted by um, Swifts themselves. Uh, given that council's considering different options, and that should be repealed, and um, and then you move to one of the three options perhaps with some further detail that's outlined in B. And the council will need to determine uh, which of those options it wishes to follow. Mayor Harding. Um, just as part of discussion, I, I just want to note that the previous council under the interim administration did, um, under the interim administrator, uh, did call on SWIFTS to provide a master plan and to do community consultation on that. And, and SWIFTS did not provide a master plan. And I think we'll go into a bit more of the um, community consultation that was done. Recommendations before the meeting were to either retain the land, a direct sale to Swifts, or a sale to Swifts following community consultation. The Mayor observed the inadequate community consultation undertaken previously. A very lengthy discussion was held in the Chamber, more than 30 minutes. You can view the whole discussion on Council's YouTube channel. The term too hard basket comes to mind over deciding whether or not to sell the Council-owned property. Here are the highlights of exchanges between Councillors. Councillor Andrew Fechner. Mayor, uh, I think that um, I think we've tightened up um, the or we've we've varied um, recommendation here uh, so that it still leaves um, the ability for us um, to include um, to Swifts what we would like to see um, before we go to community consultation. Uh, so Councillor Island, I think that. Um, that, that late submission um, in terms of um, its footprint um, could still potentially be open for discussion if you wish. Uh, however, I, I think that Brett's done a good job making sure that they maintain um, the area that they've already got there. Um, speaking directly to uh, potentially retaining the land, uh, I, I think that that is, you know, you know, I've, I'm quite intimate with this. Um, I've met with um, the very passionate men of the Swiss Leagues Club, um, and, I, and we have had uh, correspondence back and backwards and forwards from council uh, to them, and then back to us. Uh, uh, I think that uh, potentially keeping it uh, could be of huge cost to us as council. Deputy Mayor Marnie Doyle. As Council Fechner alluded to, this matter has been um, ongoing through uh, several um, periods of administration uh, here at Ipswich City Council. I want to uh, commend Council um, officers uh, for their dedication and openness to, um, to, to briefing us. Um, I just want to, I guess, let everyone know my frustrations and I know um, frustration shared by fellow councillors, just how time-consuming and what I believe is a huge um, waste of um, council resources because this matter has been um, dragged out. I think several parties need to take ownership of the protracted dealings and, and Ipswich City Council 
former council officers absolutely have their part to play in that. Um, but I, I think, um, you know, Swifts and, and any opponents to this proposal um, have, have made, um, have had their part in making the situation difficult. So I'd just like to confirm that the new dimensions proposed under the, the survey plan is what I believe reflects um, communities' desire, um, if at all, to, to dispose of, of the land. Um, it is not greater than the existing footprint that Swifts currently operate from. There would be no desire within the community for a council to ever sell off green space. I've, I've asked and I cannot determine who the driver was um, with regard to the boundaries in the previous survey plan. Um, again, I believe there's been a lot of um, smoke and mirrors and, and agendas. So that, that I am determined will stop. And under this new consultation, everyone needs to be very aware of what their obligations are. That includes SWIFTS and any opponents, because we as a council will be watching very closely and, and will not tolerate um, any nonsense. Thank you. Councillor Jacob Madsen. I've heard some wild and salacious rumours related to this deal over the last, well, potential deal or sale, whatever you want to call it, over the last 12 months that, frankly, they're just wild. And in this position, I want to be basing my decisions on facts and figures, on hard data, and um, I think this is the path to go down to make sure that we're making a justified decision in the public interest. Mayor Harding. Um, I just want to put on, I thought we did have a bit more of a discussion. This is a pretty big decision for us. And no matter what decision we make, we can, there are people who will be happy and there will be people that are unhappy. Um, some things that weigh on, on my mind, <coughs> particularly looking at it, is um, that the current land and the building is, 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 is a public asset. It is a council asset. Um, I know people get very, in Ipswich, get very concerned about selling public assets. And so that does weigh on my mind when I'm looking at what decision the council must must make. And we also acknowledge uh, the hard work that Mr McGrath has made with this and your immaculate book work, <laughs> which has made things... We've, we're basically referring to what Council Fechner and Council Doyle said. We're unscrambling an egg. We, we've come in with things from a previous, um, you know, previous mayors, acting mayors and, and all those kind of things. And so we've had to really go through the, the paperwork to see where things have had. There is certainly frustration with SWIFTS and the community, I think, and with council. So I'd like for us to make a decision on one, two or three today. I think there's been enough toing and, and froing on that. Um, and noting that we're... Um, and I'll just read from a, um, a letter that was sent to SWIFTS from the council on the 7th of August. The CEO said... And I did read this out at the, um, at the standing committee... But I think it's really important to say again. Council would coordinate this community consultation if, if that did happen. Um, so should the council decide to proceed with option three in the report and dispose of the facility pending the results of the community consultation, it is anticipated that the consultation process will take three to four months to complete in its entirety. This would be f um, from um, August, at which the council makes its final decision. Council would coordinate this community consultation on the proposal to dispose of the facility to SWIFTS, which would be subject to the reasons behind SWIFTS' desire to purchase the facility and its proposed plans to support the disposal. SWIFTS will need to provide all relevant information requested by Council in order to deliver an open, 
ethical and transparent community engagement process that meets the expectations of the members of the public and local residents and helps them make an informed decision on the proposal. An open and accountable process will ensure the public understands SWIFT's future plans for the site as well as other implications of Council's disposal of this asset to your organisation. It is particularly important to outline any planned changes to the facility or operation of the club that will impact neighbours. There has been some debate during the process concerning the potential involvement of third party organisations such as East Leagues. If this could be addressed from the outset, it will assist in streamlining the consultation process and ensuring transparency. The board will need to be available for any consultation or engagement with members of the public on this matter and also provide information to respond to any reasonable requests made by the public. Provide that SWIFTS can commit to the above requirements and given your advice that the club's intention is that the current footprint of the facility will remain with a number of comparatively modest adjustments to improve functionality, there will be no requirement for a master plan. Um, as you might appreciate, Council did not support the disposal based on the outcomes of the previous community consultation led by SWIFTS. This is on the basis of feedback from stakeholders that the process did not meet reasonable expectations of community consultation process, in particular that the public were not fully informed. I guess my, my approach in this is to be, I'm not wedded either way, but I want to make sure that whatever happens is a council asset, it's a public asset, that we do proper community consultation and we need to know what the residents want. That's, that's uppermost in my mind, what's in the public interest and what do residents want. So that's going to be, be key. Councillor Doyle. Now, I'd just like to make the comment that, that I, I guess my frustration stems from my view that um, previous consultation and, and discussions, um, you know, consultation has effectively been hijacked by individuals and, and, and therefore we haven't determined or they haven't focused on what our residents want and mm. that is front and centre of what we do every every day. We are committed to finding out what our residents want and, and following through. So that's why I'm determined and I believe the council's determined to ensure this next community consultation um, there will be very strict terms and we will be following mm. through with those. Councillor Russell Milligan. Uh, still by, by adding that wordage we, we um, still Waffling. Uh, we've, we've got three items uh, in recommendation B to consider. It's clear, it's straightforward, it's clean cut. Either retain the land or direct disposal to SWIFTS or, as we've uh, expanded, basically disposable to SWIFTS following community consultation. I guess I'll put for Councillor that following community consultation. We, we need to be decisive and, and, and the extension of duration, the, the duration has lasted. We, we're aware of the, the facts of the past. Uh, we just need to make the decision that we're going to do community consultation and based on the results of that, we would dispose of the facility to SWIFTS. While councillors resolved unanimously to proceed with a more extensive public consultation period and no guarantee of a sale, council is still a few months away from a final, final decision. Will council sell to Swifts or not? Stay tuned. Ordinary meetings of Council have now moved to a Thursday after being held on a Tuesday for many years. Dates are published on Council's website. 
You can also read all committee reports and recommendations and the minutes of council meetings also on council's website. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today website or Facebook page and leave a message. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.